You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> well, I'd like to know if I was married to a horror piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My. Special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. This is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had comedian Jackie Cation in studio. Talking about Christmas time and and Christmas stuff. Because it's Christmas is almost here, y'all. Next on The Best Of... This is Brenda Lee. Mm -hmm. Brenda Lee. Yes, I hit the post. Thank you very much. Great to be here. You like Christmas? I love Christmas. I do too. It's the best. It's wonderful. Your husband like Christmas? He loves Christmas more than I do. And really? Yeah, this is the second holiday this year that we're missing. We had the trip of a lifetime to Southeast oh. Asia over Halloween, his favorite holiday. Love. I do too. He decorates the house like a crazy person. He's a Catholic kid. It's awesome. Uh, he was raised, oh, I know, they fought between Baptists and Methodists. <laughs> oh, that's a battle. Yeah, that was a battle because he's, uh, he's, as he likes to say, he's half from Mississippi and half Welsh. So that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a very weird like his family's been in this country so long that um that he's a thing he's like like he's he's, he's, he's like a regional thing like it's like some people I, I met this one guy this is a side story but this i met this one guy in maine i was at this farm for a wedding and so i was talking to the old guy who owned the farm and i said oh have you always lived here and he goes no 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 um but a hundred years ago we still lived down there <laughs> And I was like, so yes. He, I said, oh, yes. Uh, he said, no, no, but the house was down oh, yeah. there. We moved it up here about 100 years ago. And I'm like, no, that's always. He's like, well, no, we got here around 1640. And I'm like, stop talking. We, stop I, talking to me. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so that that was uh, Halloween. And now Christmas, I've booked 
these work I booked the road like last week I was in Bloomington Indiana mm-hmm. and this week I'm here in Acme in Minneapolis and then next week I'm in Ann Arbor and so in between Minneapolis and Ann Arbor I'm gonna go stare at my dad who's like 82 years old because oh, yeah. you got to go stare at the elderly occasionally <laughs> sure, uh, sure and you hitting all the big ten towns. Bit, sure sure seeing if my dad had an epiphany to become a better person uh, no nope. I want to hear about this wait a minute no well, we'll just move on from okay that. I well, want to hear about this you know my father's always been a piece of work and about three years ago right. he had this big surgery and um he lived uh and then and then he had it was three heart surgeries because he had heart surgery and then get this they left something inside of him so they had to open him again and then they were like oh we forgot this other they had to open him three times what yeah it was and every time they opened him there he was like oh i'm a dead person (laughs) and we're like oh wow maybe and uh and my uh but he lived through the whole thing and so for about a year and a half after that surgery he was incredibly like he was more thoughtful he was like near death he he like had some empathy yeah and now he's 82 and uh he's feeling (laughs) fit as a fiddle and is full on jackass again. <laughs> he's, so he is. He's gone. He's reverted. Yeah, he's just reverted. He's like, oh, I'm clearly invincible. It's going to be fine. I'm going to live for another twenty so years. Where does he live? Milwaukee. Oh, he does. He's in yeah. So I'm. Um, yeah. And so my one of my brothers and my dad, um, they both still live in Milwaukee. Oh, and so okay. in between Minneapolis and Ann Arbor, I will go, and uh, and so I organized. For Christmas night in Milwaukee, we're going to go to Jellystone Park, and we're going to go on a sleigh ride. If there's snow, and if there isn't, we're going to go on a hay ride, yeah, that's and that'll true. be fine. And but here's now, first of all, I told my sister we were going to go to Jellystone Park on New Year's Eve, on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, and she goes, "Remember the year Dad said maybe that maybe we'd go," and he we never went. So I told my dad that, and he said. Jellystone Park is lame. And I said, yeah, but we were children. You could have driven us by and <laughs> yeah. showed us that. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd it's 20 good. minutes from the house. Anyway, so um, we're all going to go. and I and um, But g- guess how much tickets on a sleigh ride with horses and a sleigh on Christmas night in Milwaukee? Without Milwaukee, how much do you think it would be? Like if it were in Maine? 75. A person. That's what I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, now, go... Milwaukee, twenty-eight, twenty-eight. Good, good choice. Twelve dollars. Wow, twelve. <laughs> wow, I can get two people there and uh-huh. save four dollars Here's and here's the thing: VIP tickets, where you get a cup of hot cocoa and a glow stick. Fourteen. Nice. <laughs> Kicking in the huge dough now. Guess who went VIP? This you one. Did. This one right here. That's right. Money's no <laughs> object. I'm not on the big list, but uh, I got fourteen bucks a person. So does so, your uh, husband get along with your brothers? He does. Because I've heard. People you say. Have, no, I've heard her bits on Sirius XM about how you were teased by your brother. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, my brothers are pieces of work, which is boy talk for crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they uh, they always just go, women are crazy and men are pieces of work. But that's that means crazy. Everybody's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fine. And they are. And they Everybody are. Is Everyone crazy. is crazy. That's true. Yeah. There's Here's here's this bit that I'm working on. There we go. Uh, great transition. <laughs> is well, that really good. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> uh, everyone says that their mom is crazy and their dad's a piece of work. And I believe that they are, of course, because parents are crazy because they have had children. And yeah. children drive you mad. Now, the reason moms are crazy is because they're the only ones who wake up knowing uh, that everyone has to get up and get out. Mm-hmm. So they wake up talking. Get your stuff. Get some food in you. Get your books. Get your phone. Get in the car. Get out. They say that. 20 minutes later, they're screaming it. And everyone is looking around going, why is she yelling? Yeah. Oh, did she mean now? Yeah. Yeah, she meant now. <laughs> yeah. But dads, dads are silently crazy. They wake up thinking just over and over and over again, where am I going to find $100? Where am I going to find $100? I'm going to go in the garage and think about where I'm going to find a $100. That's true. Yeah. So everybody's nuts. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, my uh, yeah my husband does get along with my brothers. Uh, mostly, that's what my favorite, I never dated because I was always afraid to bring anybody home because my oh, brothers yeah, and my dad. Yeah. And so when I finally brought my husband around, all Andy around, all the men that I know, I forgot that I have like 100 male comic brothers. Oh, yeah. So they were the first people. And so I brought him to Acme because my brother Phil and my sister live here. And oh, they're okay. kind of the easiest. They're gateway Cations. They're the best Cations you want to meet <laughs> okay. when you first meet the Cations. Gateway Phil and Cation. Darla. Like and so they, but before he met them, he met all the guys I did stand up with oh, <laughs> for yeah. 15 years. And the first thing, Dave Mordahl. It was Dave Mordahl. It was Mordahl? It was Mordahl and Lewis sitting at this oh, table. Okay. And Mortal says to Andy, so how's Jackie in the sack? (laughs) (laughs) And Andy grabs a chair, turns it around, straddles it, and goes, you really want to know? And Louis Lee blushed, and Dave Mortal, silent. Just just like, because Andy was like, you want to talk about it? Completely rare, especially at the moment. So, uh, (laughs) but Andy was like, well, here's how it goes. And he straddles it, starts talking. And they both are like, no, 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 we actually don't want to know. And, uh... Mordal. And so Dave Mordal just set himself up for full. Didn't he light up a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he hadn't smoked now like six no, months. No, but back then, back then. Yeah. smoking no, like a... Andy would have been smoking in the club, so yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he yeah, and Lewis true. were both smoking. Yeah, that's oh, true. Lewis, but yeah. hanging out the mouth. That's true. Lewis it's, likes his eaters. You remember, like, Dave Mordal, I don't know what it's like now, but he would uh, only eat the one meal a day. It's still like that. It's still like that? Coffee, cigarettes, and then meatloaf. He, and then one quality... <laughs> He literally got nervous. We were in Vegas some I don't know, many, many years ago. We we're in Vegas, and we go to uh, lunch. And Mordal is staring down, like backing away from the table, staring down at his food. I'm like, "Don't you like your food?" He goes, "No, the food looks great." It just and he keeps backing up, backing up. I said, "What? what what's the problem? <laughs> what, what's the matter?" And he goes, "It's a tablespoon." I said, "What?" I, I can't eat with a tablespoon. <laughs> he was having a fit about the fact it wasn't a teaspoon, wow. but it was a tablespoon. But he was he was nervous about it. You know, he was, was Todd Glass odd. before Todd Glass. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good for him. That's Good for him true. for being a, having a freak out. Uh, the last when I saw uh, Mordal in Vegas, it was the year he fell in love with Rich Voss. It was they oh, were yeah, both yeah, on Last yeah. Comic Standing, oh, and their yeah. bromance was to be it was lauded. I remember. It was very beautiful. So I remember. Uh, it was the final. The two of them are sitting at probably, I think it was a Venetian, but it was sort of like one of those open, where there's a bunch of chairs, uh, like squashy chairs. So they're sitting there, and all of these women keep coming up to sort of half hit on them and go, hey, I love you on the show. And Rich Voss is torn between wanting to talk to the pretty women and wanting to talk to his new best friend, Dave Mordahl. And 
that I have never seen anybody just block themselves like ladywise, like Rich Voss did three times. He was like, Yeah, now I'm going to talk to him instead. Like, literally, the rudest. He was, Rich Voss was so rude with these women. And he's a rude guy, but uh, he was, he talked, it made me laugh. And he thinks, he thinks that that's a bad story. I think it's adorable. It's a great story. Rich Voss is the hero of that story. I think so. I think it's funny good. He took friendship over some random lady Mm -hmm. just talking to some random lady. He probably worked them both in by the end of the day, though. Well, we can only hope. one (laughs) One could only hope that that's true. Yeah, Mordahl and Voss together. I remember that. That was that was an interesting period right there. Sure, it was unbelievable. But I don't know. Yeah, you do you have? Did you ever buddy up with somebody like on the road? Did you work with them a lot? So you ended up becoming like really good friends. Well, I've been friends with a lot of comics over the years. Yeah. Just sort of like bestie kind of like best friends forever kind of thing that right. may or may not last forever. Like sure. I hung out with Colin Cruz. Oh, you did? For, yeah, yeah. For the most of the nineties, we were kind of really close. And then, um, and then I literally. Early, I was I was drinking a lot. Anyway, so <laughs> I was like, it's, uh, it's, I was weaned on Pabst and Ho Hos. What do you What do you want from me? And uh, so I kind of broke that, and then uh, and then I moved to Los Angeles, and I had a roommate uh, that nobody knows. Uh, she's a writer. And she's really funny. And then I uh, started hanging out with uh, Maria Bamford from like uh, we, we've known each other since '92, but like around 2001, I started uh, working with her on the road a lot. So we're we're pretty really good friends and uh yeah she's probably my best friend next to my sister and then uh and then now i have a podcast with Lori kilmartin right i I really she's a great comic too yeah she is you guys are good on that show that is uh that is it's funny we did a live show one time and andy was like you're a little aggro with her you're super aggressive when you're hanging out with Lori kilmartin i was like you try to keep up with Lori kilmartin for an hour well that's true she's super like it's just the riffing is out it's just zing (laughs) and i'm trying i'm just panting by the end of it. So no, I like. She's Laura. great. Yeah, she is great. Marie, I don't think Marie cares for me, and I don't know why. Maria? Yeah, Maria Bamford. Yeah. Well, she you know, like she's me. got uh, she's got all kinds of what issues. What are you smiling about down there? When he says, "I don't know why," it's like <laughs> sure oh. you do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. It's you not, liar. It's not real. You know, it's not a real mystery. <laughs> what well, happened? I'm not saying she's right. I'm just saying it's not a real mystery. I, why aren't you dozing off like you were like 20 minutes ago? I wasn't dozing you off. Were. He was dozing off. No, it was you. <laughs> no, it was you. Uh, What's the Maria Bamford story? That, that's why I flipped the mic. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, like, there, the one, there was one. Uh, yeah, because she's never agreed to come in and do the show, any show that I'm. Oh, on. she doesn't like radio at all. At all. At all. Well, I see. I wouldn't either. Right. I, 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 no, <laughs> so, I no, you're at home most of the time, so we know that you're. you're <laughs> you that, know how much <laughs> I like it. But I, I no, I know I could not do what you guys do and sit down and go here. Here, write down five things you want me to ask you. I couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, it's annoying. Oh, it's God. a learned skill, and it's and, yeah. and, and and some people are willing to do it, and she just it isn't you. I I can't imagine. It's you any more than anyone else. So Though, I know. Okay. Yeah, she does tell a very funny story about in Cleveland. She did morning radio, and she has a very high squeaky voice. Mm-hmm. And the 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 DJ actually said to her. So some people think that that high voice is when is the voice that you had when you were um, abused as a child. Oh. And she goes, "Is this where the healing happens on morning radio in Cleveland?" <laughs> 
So wait a minute. The, the disc jockey said what to her? He said that he's like, is your high squeaky voice because you were seven years old when you were sexually abused or whatever? Something How like that. How is that funny? It isn't. It isn't. They've Why been up since four. That? Oh my God. I don't know. It's, uh, DJs are up since 3 a.m. I don't yeah, know. When do you people it's... sleep? We don't sleep. Well, that's it. But yeah, I've heard so many stories because, you know, I've been around a long time now and I hear these stories about how they were interviewed and I go, I could not do that. No, it's, first of all, it's weird. It is. Weird. And then, I mean, it's straight up mean. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yes, exactly. It's just like, okay, I mean, if you're looking for, I mean, it's old timey clickbait, maybe. Maybe it's mm-hmm. the 90s version of clickbait. Yeah, maybe. It's, uh, you get some listeners because you're a shock jock. Uh-huh. So listen, Tom, how's it going? Yeah, great. Yeah. No, yeah. maybe he was reaching because, you know, supposedly all comics are flawed mm-hmm. or have. Well, oh, right. Jacket. Or, or oh, yeah, this is fine. Well, it helps to do your homework <laughs> before you <laughs> ask questions. Why, how is a joke about sex in a seven-year-old ever funny? Oh, uh, uh, Jesus. I mean, what? You, you, you hate to disregard any premise. But, <laughs> <laughs> I've but I've yet to write the joke. <laughs> you did see her inventory, though. She kind of rolled through yeah, her inventory. She did. She, she, did. she rolled through her inventory. Maybe. You're right. I was trying to think. I just, uh, I've heard a couple of very, very, very dark jokes recently. And um, one of them was, uh, one of them was mine. Somebody said, Oh, I know. I was just somebody. They were riffing just some the, like at a at a store. Somebody was. And they thought they were the funniest person in the room. They kept saying, "It's the Irish goodbye. It's the Irish goodbye." And my mother was Irish, and I said, uh, "The Irish goodbye in my in my family is when your mom uh, kills herself in a drunk driving accident oh, when you're seven. Oh, so, man. Oh, man. which is dark. That's dark. That's dark. And, uh, and then I heard some uh, Doug Stanhope. Uh, not repeatable. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Doug Stanhope was not repeatable. But he's so likable. I've seen old That's women laugh at him because he's just what he is is he doesn't have a mean bone in his body. Is, he, is his girlfriend okay now? Because she went through kind of a deal. I remember. I don't know. I don't know enough about his personal life. And quite but honestly, yeah. I've I've chosen not to. Right. Take a break. Be right back. More, ladies and gentlemen, Jackie Cation at Acme tonight, tomorrow night, eight and ten thirty. Right back, Tom Bernard Show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Hitch up your reindeer. Uh, go straight to the ghetto. Santa Claus. Go straight to the ghetto. Fill every stocking you find. The kids that are going was to Jackie Cation on the best of. Coming up next, we have the incomparable. Steve Sharippa, the one and only, the very Italian Steve Sharippa on the best of next. Go straight to the ghetto, Santa Claus. Oh, really? So Steve Sharippa's on, so you play the Christmas donkey? How can you not? This is a horrible song. Oh, it's it's catchy though. You hear how? No, it isn't. She's turning. (laughs) This is not catchy. She's turning on you, Steve. That's all. I like this Christmas song, Matt and Felice Navidad. You know? That's not Italian. You, I know it's, it's Latin. You know, you got to expand your horizons when it comes to Christmas I guess that's music. Lumanti, you know who Lumanti is? Sure, absolutely. Get international. That's exactly there you it. Go. So, Steve, what do you got planned for Christmas? What are you going to do? Uh, Christmas. Let's see. Well, it's my daughter, my older daughter Bria's birthday, oh. uh, the twenty second. 
So what we do is we go uh, take her out to dinner. Saturday night. Then the 23rd, we go to the Radio City show. We've been doing that since the kids were small. Oh, I got my two daughters, Bria and Sierra. So we go to Radio City, see the Rockettes. Mm -hmm. They make a little change every year. It's a great, great show if you've never seen it. Great. So we do that. Then we go to dinner that night again. Then uh, Christmas Eve, my wife will cook. And, you know, we'll have, uh, you know, we'll have some galamar, and we don't do the whole seven fish thing, you know. We do maybe three or four. Yeah. And then every time the Knicks are in, Christmas Day, uh, the Garden invites us to the game. So we go to a 12 o'clock game on Christmas Day, and then either we, my wife will cook, or we'll go out to eat. So that's what we do. The next uh, four or five days, we got a lot of stuff going on. We go see the tree at Rockefeller Center. Oh, God, We yeah. do that. Sure. You know, we do that. We already went to Bryant Park, me and my wife, the ice skaters. I like mm -hmm. Christmas. I like spending Christmas here. I, many years I was in Vegas. We always had a sure. good time. Uh, you know, we've tried it. We went to Hawaii one year like everyone goes. We did not care for that. So we spent Christmas here, you know. Yeah. And then... Uh, then I'll go to California after Christmas for 10 days. I understand that well, completely. That's it. Being in New York City at Christmas time is absolutely amazing. What do you guys eat on Christmas? Uh, what are we eating on Christmas, Alex? Goose, dumplings, and sauerkraut. You're not going ice fishing, are you, Alex? Oh, God, I would never. I would never. I was just talking to my husband about I just, that's one thing that I will never comprehend, why people go ice fishing. I figured it out. That's I don't know, cold. but don't they put bars in the tent and everybody drinks while you're ice fishing? Yeah. <laughs> it was invented by a guy. So terrible. It was invented by a guy that rolled over and looked at his wife at four in the morning and said, I'd rather be on a frozen lake drunk than lying in bed next to you. I so guess. sweet. <laughs> I guess that's true. Well, and also my worst fear ever is falling through ice, so. Yeah, that wouldn't be yeah, good. Okay. Mm. Now, who's going to cook? Who, what are you going to eat? What do you guys eat? My mother and I cook. Yes, they cook. And, and, and it's Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, day or both? Christmas Day. Yep. Christmas. Oh, Christmas Day. Yep. Now, what about Christmas Eve? We are getting together what, with... What's going to happen there? We're getting together with my mother's brother and her, my mom's side of the family. Okay. You don't sound that enthused, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's super laid back. It's not any, like, big festive thing. It's oh, just it's like, everybody, big yeah, everybody yeah. brings some food and we hang out and it's oh, it's okay. nice, but okay. it's not. As long as you're together, yeah. that's yeah. all that really matters. Yeah, anyway. it's no, very nice. For real. My, we used to throw big Christmas Eve parties in the Las Vegas. Big, big. Oh, all yeah. the comics, because there was so many people, uh, so many people... You know, that are alone, especially in Vegas, you know. So we would throw a big Christmas Eve party. The the, the comedy club at the river was open. The comics came over, and, uh, and I don't know, 100 people. And we would uh, have a great time. And, uh, and so we don't do that. Now we're smaller, but we still, Christmas Eve is our thing. You know who came to my house, Tom? Hmm. Remember Vince Champ? Sure, absolutely. Vince Champ, who raped them, he raped everyone. This guy was at my house Christmas Eve a couple times. Oh, my God. But, uh, obviously, before he raped people, I hope, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it's probably a good decision I mean, on his part. I mean, I mean, it was, it was. Uh, uh, I don't know if people know the story. He was a comic, a decent comic, very, very polite, very nice, very intelligent. Father was an FBI agent. And then he got, he's in jail for life for raping a bunch of women. Yeah. Just horrible. Yep. You would never think, though, 
knowing him that he would be that guy. Yeah, know? I know. I know what you're saying. Oh, I got Back a, then, you know, it's, it's amazing. I got a great story for you. You know Kevin Weeks, right? But Whitey Bulger's guy killed like 22 people. You know Kevin Weeks I is right not. up in, up in well, but Whitey, Whitey Whitey Bulger had a had a. See, son. here you go. You're assuming because I was on a show about that's a monster that I I'm, know about monsters. That's not what I'm saying. It's because at all. you're Italian. Dominic the donkey. Why don't you play that in the background? <laughs> Look at you guys. Play Dominic the donkey. Then ask me mob questions. <laughs> this is not a mob. What question. are you going to play? Funiculi, funiculonic. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a mob thing. It's just about. Jeez. He, he got out of prison, killed 23 people for Whitey Bulger, and I had met him way back in the day at a party. In matter of fact, he was in New York City. He's from Boston, but he was in New York City, and I was living there at the time, way back in the 80s or whatever, and I, I met him at a party. So he gets out of prison, and I had him on this show. He called in to do the show, and I said, Kevin, uh, you wouldn't remember this, but I, uh, I met you a long time ago at a party in New York, and there was this long pause, and he goes, do you owe me money? I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> he, goes, oh. he was joking. Yeah, he was joking. Thank God. But uh, yeah, yeah, he was joking. You know. Yeah, well, yeah. see, now it wasn't a mob thing. I, you know, just because you're Italian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you're gonna start ganging up with the Italian shit. Okay, can we say that? <laughs> Are we cursed? Yeah. Play other Italian songs and ask me questions. Play the theme from The Godfather and ask me some questions. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. Look, we're 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 both Roman Catholic. That's close enough, right? <laughs> Nice Catholic boys. <laughs> That's the whole deal in any case. I want to hear about the, the uh, Garden of Dreams Foundation. What is that all about? Uh, well, first of all, have you had uh, most of those guys have probably been on the air for you, you know? Yes. As a matter of fact, every one of them has been on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Garden of Dreams, it's, it's Madison Square Garden, and, and when they, they take care of kids in the tri-state area, underprivileged kids. They do all kinds of great stuff for them, and I've been involved uh, for quite a long time. Every dollar, and, and the owner of the Knicks, Jim Dolan, and then, uh, he owns the Garden. He is the most generous guy, and every dollar goes where it's supposed to. And they give us the the room for the night, Barry Watkins, who, who's uh, a long-time uh, uh, vice president there at the Garden, he runs it, and everyone's volunteered. No one's getting a dollar, and uh, they put on this incredible comedy show. We've had in the past uh, Wanda Sykes and Sebastian Maniscalco and John Oliver. Sure. And, and one year, the lineup's better than the next, you know, and, and so Seinfeld, this is his second year. We do it every two years. So, uh, you know, the tickets, I think, I think it holds 5,000. I think they sold 3,000 already, you know. I, I mean, it just sells out fast because it's a really good night. And what they do is, on top of that, so I bring out, so I, I'll come out, I just, you know, somebody writes me something hopefully funny. And then uh, I a couple of minutes, and then I bring on uh, two presenters. And they're usually New York actors. Uh, the Rangers, Knicks, football guys, you know, in the past we've had Susan Sarandon and, and uh, who's the guy from The Walking Dead? Uh, I don't know that show at all. I don't, I've never watched I don't that watch show. the show. He's a big, yeah. big star. Good guy. Him and, and, and the Spike Lee and Saturday Night Live people and Tina Fey and all these great people, they they bring on the act. So you don't have just the comics. You have all these other New York people come out and and, and but Turns out to be a great night, and they've raised, you know, I don't know, $2 million 
you know, they'll raise a lot of money, you know. So it's a good night. It's a fun night. It's on April, and, uh, April 2nd, yep. April 2nd, if you happen to be in this area, uh, that's really the place to be that night. Tickets aren't that expensive. Uh, they're really not for who you're getting to see these great comics. So uh, so we'll do that. And uh, what else? What else are we doing? That's well, it. When are you coming to Minneapolis? No movies. Point. I haven't done anything. Cause I, they signed me this year to all the Blue Bloods. I saw that, yeah. So which is I've great been tied up. Yeah. So we started in uh, July, and we'll go until April. And then uh, the following month, we'll head out to Australia and New Zealand. And uh, well, what else? That's about it, man. We got hopefully the show gets picked up. We go back to work. Well, God, that's a great show. It, it, it's consistently in the top 20, if not the top 10, and sometimes in the top five. I don't see that show ever going away. Yeah, yeah let's hope so. You never now, know. Now, who were you saying the comics? Who are the comics that make a lot of money? Uh, Sebastian's big. He's a big actor. Sebastian Maniscalco was in 10th place. He made $17 million last year. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld's number one. You got uh, Kevin Hart, number two. Kevin Hart made $52 million last year. You, you know, you got Chris, yeah, Ro- Chris he, Rock, of he course. He should say a novena. He should say a novena every morning, Kevin Hart. That's all I'm going to tell you. Now, isn't he a nice... It's like they shrunk Chris Tucker. That's all. They shrunk Chris Tucker, and you got Kevin Hart. I see I it. like it. I like that a lot, actually. But There yeah. you go. He screams and yells. I don't even know. So go ahead. No, Who else got... we got? Okay, you got Dave Chappelle. He's in the top five he's as very well. Very funny. Very funny. Oh, he's a very, yeah. very funny guy. Uh, very funny guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's basically everybody you're working with. That uh, Brian Regan, uh, unbelievable. John Stewart. John Mulaney is hilarious. I loved his TV show. It was only on for about two months, but it was a really good show. But yeah, it didn't last very long. No, it's too bad. Uh, it was with Martin Short, right? Martin Short was on there? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And Bill Burr is about as smart a guy and, a, and as good a comedian as I've ever seen. Bill Burr is amazing. Yeah, he's done it. Uh, Bill did it once before, too. You're very funny. And he's been around forever, man. You know, forever oh, and yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Very funny guy. Very, t- very funny guy. Yeah, no, it's a great line. Brian Regan, who hasn't had that much TV exposure, just continues to sell out for the last 20 years, man. Yeah. It's amazing, you know. You know, it, it, there's not that many comics that, if you think about it, that have just stayed with the comedy. And, and you right. know what I mean? Right. Uh, they just, they're just stand-ups, pure stand-up. They're on the road. You know, Lewis Black does it. Uh, you know, there's Greg Shoemaker still doing it. But there's without a sitcom, without this, without that, just still filling two, three, four, five thousand seats every night with minimal TV exposure, you know? I will tell you, Lewis Black is one of the most pleasant people I ever dealt with. Dan Aykroyd yeah, was on the show today, guy. too. Dan Aykroyd was on today. Nicest guy in the world. I've known him for 33 years. Well, he's nice because he made all that money with the vodka, Skullheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah that Crystal Skull. Absolutely. Yeah. He did a lot of... He made a lot more money with that than as he ever did as an actor, I believe. Well, I think you're absolutely right. Now, we got to get a commitment. When you come into Minneapolis-St. Paul, let's go. Set it up. Uh, Let's do. Let's do. We should do a Soprano conversation with the Sopranos. I'll bring those guys. <laughs> there you go. We'll get Pizza Hut. Do you have an Italian restaurant out there? We'll get Pizza Hut to actually, sponsor. Actually, I tell you what, Steve. How's that? Our family owns an Italian restaurant that we'll take you to. You'll love it. 
There you go. You will love it. And as long as they play Dominic the Donkey when I walk in, <laughs> I'm going to be happy. Steve, what a great... I don't care what time of year it is. I want to hear that. You should bring you should bring the Sopranos to Minneapolis-St. Paul. It would be you probably end up doing ten shows. It'd be huge. We should do it. Uh, listen, it's it's really is a, it's re- if you're a Soprano fan, it really is a good show. So who do I you talk know, to about uh, that? We usually bring a couple of comics with us. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, we bring a couple guys with us: Rob McNaughty, Joey Cola. Mm-hmm. You know, we've brought Nick DiPaolo in the past. We I bring love a couple of, Sometimes we have a band with us. Sometimes we have a Sinatra guy with us. Sometimes. Uh, uh, we bring a band from Vegas, the Long Bronson Band, Travels. They they do all the songs from the show, you know, the theme song right. and a lot of songs that right. we played. So we have different versions of this thing. So we should do it. We got, i tell you what, you got to tell to me. me. Well, let's get those six Italians in Minneapolis to come out to the show. All six Italians. Yeah, we'll get all six Italians to come out. It'll be <laughs> wonderful. But, no, nah, I tell you, Nick DiPaolo and I, I've been friends with Nick for well over 30 years. I cannot believe that woman sucker punched him. He, he called me the day after she punched him in the face. It was unbelievable. What is that? I don't even know what that oh, is. Oh, it's about, what is that, about six months ago, something like that? A woman, a guy was talking to Nick after his show, saying, oh, Nick, I love the show. You're phenomenal, the rest of it. My daughter's not wild about it. And she goes, I'm not. And sucker punches Nick right in the face. Wow. You can look it up online. Oh, I, I had saw, no idea. Oh, he got a big black eye from it and everything. But uh, uh, I had no idea. I love That's, the guy. Uh, I was, I, I, he's a very funny guy. He's a very, wonderful. very, very. He makes me... He makes me laugh all out. Him, David Tell, those guys make yep. me laugh. No, you're absolutely right. All right, you know? we're going to get this book, and we're going to eat you in here, and then we'll go to Barlow. See you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, and I will talk to you, man. All right, sir. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you. Great having you on, as always. Take care. You too. See ya. Steve Sharippa, ladies and gentlemen, the benefit to the Garden of Dreams Foundation, a night of stand-up comedy. The Garden of Laughs, Steve Sharippa is one. Tri- he he only does interviews on this show. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. He loves you. He does I know. We you. get along really, really well. But it's probably because he's got an even raspier voice than I do. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Put some records on while I pour. Baby, it's bad out there. Say what's in this No cabs to be had out there. Your eyes are like starlight now I'll take your hat Your hair looks wild That was Steve Sharippa on The Best Of And this is how you play an Italian Christmas song that won't offend anybody Coming up next Closing out the show We're opening up the old vault all the way back to episode 349 with Mo Mandel. Another episode that was the day before Christmas break. So we'll see uh, which one people were paying more attention to. Next on The Best Of. Gosh, your lips look delicious. Waves upon the tropical shore. Gosh, your lips are. Mochem. Yes, sir. What are you, my daughter over there <laughs> texting You're up texting. a storm? Well, I don't no, know. I see be... other people in the room texting, so, Who? you know, I, I don't know. Who was go... texting? She was texting. I was on the telephone talking. Well, I mean, oh, all right. Thanks well, for I'm on the telephone texting. I don't even know you, he's throwing yeah. me under the bus. Yeah, yeah, man, I'll that. narc people out of the podcast. <laughs> I have no fear <laughs> of narking people Thanks out. Well, what's your uh, handle that. here? Let me text you a little bit. What's my handle? My phone number? Yeah. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. What would you do? Wait a minute. You said it's a podcast. 
Are I'll you leave. giving him yeah. drugs? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little under the Already? weather. You are? Oh, no. Yeah. Well, good. So you have an, an aspirin and a jar of I don't know what this is. What did you just give me? It's a leave. Is that good for... Uh, it's good a for headache? aches, pains. It's basically oh, the same a, thing as This isn't Advil. droopy. This is making you sleepy, no, right? No, okay, it's good. basically the same thing as Advil. Okay. Yeah. All right. you're, you're good now? But yeah. Better. Sorry I'm late. My uh, my thing said uh, it said 4.30. Not a you problem. You guys started uh, early. We're good. No, no it's not a problem at all. We never start on time. Okay. Mm. I'm Mo. This is Catherine, my wife. Nice to meet you. Our nice daughter's not you. here yet. No, you're mean to me already. I wasn't mean to you. I think I revealed the truth. I got something on the table. And now we can all dive into it. Exactly. Andy down there at the uh, computer, our son. Okay. My, he's, my email, he's emailing. He's, he's making it look like he's doing... Show chat. Oh, are you? Okay. Yes, There's a lot going on here. And then next to Andy is my younger brother, JB. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Yeah, I'm the, I'm the black sheep of the family. Yeah, black sheep. <laughs> Got his Santa hat on. He's the black a lot of things of the family. <laughs> Literally, not Sheep, Santa, apparently. Well, the black Santa. So we got down to it. It is a black Santa. You know, we've been trying to. We found out there's That's why he can break in all those houses. What? I'm sorry. That is ridiculous. I am sorry. I apologize. Your wife shouldn't have said that. I know. What are you doing, Catherine? I know. Once again. The fact that she was able to do my voice was impressive, though. Yeah. Apparently, the voiceover work runs in the family. Yeah, no question about it. I I understand you're a big voiceover guy. I used to be not anymore. So I just booked my first uh, voiceover job on Friday. Last oh, Friday. The first what? one? First one. <laughs> yeah. Gone so, for a lot of them. What? what uh, Promo for Nickelodeon. Oh, that's good. No, that's good. This is a snow or no snow, don't be a no-show for the winter break block party. Only on Nick. You're I hired. Like, Pretty fabulous. good, right? Isn't that fabulous. Good? Here's there's, what's going to happen to you, There's a little more to, to you, it, though. too. Mo, yeah. this is what's going to happen to you. Because uh, if this career start to, starts to burgeon, you will uh, do seven or eight takes. And then the producer will press the button and say these words. Uh, can you do a Bernard? Not really? anymore. Not anymore. No, they still do. I feel like I could. No, the I last could one like I did, a... they said, can you give it more of a Bernard? Oh, God, what a pain in the ass. That must have been. <laughs> it was. Why <laughs> don't they just it's hire you? God, what? just skip the middleman. Right. That's <laughs> true. Why is this bozo stealing your work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stealing your work, coming on yeah, a podcast just... to brag about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mo, it was one of those deals that, that back then... Yeah, I, I did voiceover for about thirty years, and then toward the toward the end of the career, when uh, big movie stars figured out that yeah. it wasn't beneath them, right? Then uh, those were the guys that I would compete with. It'd be you know Gene Hackman and Paul Newman and uh, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, Donald Sutherland, people like that. So it was like you, so know, you, did, you did a lot of commercial work. It was tons. mostly commercial. Yeah, tons. I guess we were just talking about this the other day. In nineteen eighty four, my voice appeared on the Olympics more than any athlete. Oh my god! Because I did all the commercials. Wow. One, I remember one year in 1982, there were five department stores, and I did all of their Christmas campaigns. That's unbelievable. I don't know, I don't know how that ever happened. I mean, yeah. why would you do well, that? Well, because you did have a different read yeah, that was you a hot, could yeah, do. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't always yeah, know true. it was you. I remember. Uh, I, true, I, yeah. I, I may be wrong about this memory, but I think it was the 1989 Super Bowl. Don, have you ever been wrong? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Yes, but Don was a TV news anchor for about 50 years, by the way. So he knows. He thinks he knows everything. No, I, I said I may be wrong about this, <laughs> I but may, I, I think maybe. I remember the year. I may have the year wrong, but I don't have the number wrong. That it was a Super Bowl, maybe 89, 94. I don't know. And it's somewhere in that period. But Tom had four commercial voices on the Super Bowl. That's Different amazing. commercials, and you 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 establish yourself like this from out here. You didn't have to go to LA to do it. Yeah, no, uh, we. Well, he was well, in New York City for a while. We but, lived in New okay. York City, Chicago, but, a lot of Chicago. But, but like this is where, yeah, it's 
It's amazing. This I mean, was a big voiceover time at one, uh, one time. It is so hard to break into that now. It I is. Mean, it's a bitch. I always has been a bitch. Yeah, I mean, it's like I finally got one, and this was like Nickelodeon, so I paid nine hundred bucks. <laughs> but a friend of mine, yeah. he, you know, he consistently makes about fifty grand a year. I think doing nice. voiceover, so he's doing something. But it's still like, yeah, man, because you're right. You know, the problem with Hollywood now, and I mean, is those movie stars do everything. Like they do web series, they, they do, do voiceover, yeah. they, they do commercial. all the money. Yep. Yeah, and then when you get offered like a commercial when you're not like established, you know, your manager's like, oh, I think this kind of like lowers your profile. I'm like, but why doesn't it lower Bill Hader's profile? I mean, <laughs> well, just because he's making $800 million to do those you know, T-Mobile spots. Well, exactly. But yeah, it'll, well, I mean, you're your first one ever. You're a young guy, so you'll get started now, and you'll do a lot, and everything will be good. You know, Carl doesn't have a whole lot of time. Oh, is it Carl? So, uh, my my hogging? No, you're not no, at all. Talking. I just want to introduce you to Car- Carl. Is our uh, our longest standing listener? Oh, nice. Uh, my name is Mohan Mo Mandel. Actually, Mo Mandel is the name. He's calling me Mohan, which is a <laughs> that's a slur doesn't in help, Hebrew. Doesn't really help me out promotionally. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, all. it's your real name. Yeah, but I, I have made a decision not to use it. You know. Okay, right? sorry, Mo. Yeah, it's so not I'm his. Sorry, it's not Mo. A, it's okay. <laughs> oh, that's great. Right, follow it up with it. Follow that's it up great. with the three stooges. And now, <laughs> and, now, and now, for the cherry, ask me if I'm related to Howie. Then no, we no, no. We already talked about that. Then on, we can on, just uh, do the whole radio gamut. When are we on do, the KQ Do you ever show? tell people your whole last name? Um... I mean, you know, Mandelabra. It's Mandelabra. Mandelabra. It is. I wish it was that. Is it Mandelson? Is Mandelbaum? Mandelbaum. I went to school as a Mandelbaum. As a matter of fact, let's get to Carl. Carl, how are you? Really good. I'm uh, Carl Franklin, formerly known as a farmer. Yeah, that's what they call me now, Carl Franklin, not just Carl the farmer. Carl the farmer, though. That's good. I didn't. Even, I never knew you were a farmer. Oh, sure. A lot of years. Yeah, you know, in the home here, we got uh, Gladys and Shirley. There, they still smoke cigarettes. I don't know if you people do that any longer, but no. they do. And uh, a little while back, when it was raining out, they were having a cigarette. And Shirley said, "Well, let's get out of here because it's going to get wet." And Gladys pulls out a couple of condoms and put it over the cigarettes, and they worked to kept the rain off them, and they worked out pretty good. So the next day, Shirley went down to the pharmacist and get a package of condoms. And the pharmacist asked if, how large a condom did she require. And Shirley said, well, big enough to fit a camel. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. Is that your Christmas joke? No. No? I don't really have any Christmas jokes. I think that yeah, has a Christmas message, though. Yeah. I think. yeah, there's a camel. Well, there's yeah, a camel with the three wise men. I felt like it was a statement on our Lord. <laughs> All right, now. Uh, our Lord. I got named Mandelbaum saying <laughs> our Lord. I like that. All right, Carl, a duck goes into the drugstore oh, no. and uh, orders a box of condoms. And uh, the pharmacist says, uh, would you like me to put that on the bill? And he said, what kind of duck do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard Carl laugh, ever. Forever. <laughs> oh, he he's his own he's got his own laugh track. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. I, honest to God, Carl, I, I've known you for years. I've never heard you laugh. Oh, really? That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I told a real funny joke to Carl about uh, three weeks ago. Didn't even respond. Not a chuckle. Nothing. Uh, yeah, didn't, didn't even respond. Oh, you didn't? That's right. That's what you said. <laughs> I, did, yeah. I don't get it. Possibility. What was the joke? I want to know if any of us get it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, do you remember what it was? It was charming. 
<laughs> yes, it was a charming joke. That's, that's that's what I'm hoping will happen to my show tonight, Acme. I'll just charm the crowd. They won't necessarily <laughs> yeah. laugh, but they'll be they'll be they'll quietly be amused. <laughs> they'll be charmed. There'll be some nodding. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> you could use this one if you wanted about the guy walking down the street wobbling side to side. Mm. He really looked like he was struggling to walk and. It happened to be that two doctors were on the curb on the other side, and when they stopped him and he said, you know, we'd like to proceed to diagnose you with your issues. And I presume, because I'm a hip specialist, that you got hip dysplasia. And the man replied, no, you presumed wrong. And the other doctor spoke up and said, well, I'm a knee and ankle specialist, and I presume to diagnose you with whatever it is he said he had. And the man said, no, you're both incorrect and you have presumed wrong. And the doctors asked, well, what, do you know what you have? And the man replied, well, I presumed I had to fart, but I, too, was wrong. Yamo's going to steal like that, that one for tonight. <laughs> yeah, he'll steal that for tonight. Carl, have a merry Christmas. Oh, you know, I don't even know if you're... Uh, Hell if- yes. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> I didn't know if you were a religious man or not. Merry but... Christmas. I celebrate Christmas. Okay, Carl. Well, Merry Christmas. I'm really glad you called in, man. Yeah. L- love you guys and take well, care too, and drive pal. safe anywhere you're driving. Say hello to everybody at the Shalom Home. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. <laughs> See you, guys. You know, he's doing he's, he's doing Ronald Reagan. You know that? <laughs> he's doing Ronald well, Reagan. Uh, yeah. Well, I suppose you're right. Well, <laughs> I guess, yeah, you're probably right about that. He is in the Shalom Home in St. Paul, isn't he? Isn't that where he is? Yeah. I don't know. Why is it called a Shalom Home? Because it's a Jewish home. That's it's why he was so home. adamant that he celebrates. <laughs> Hell yes! yes. yes. Hell yeah! Gonna put on Duck Dynasty, and I'm gonna sing the Santa Claus song. <laughs> you know, I, I, when, I talked to you on, was it Tuesday or Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday, yes. So since then, speaking of Duck Dynasty, I've never seen that show. Not one minute. Well... I've seen a minute uh, of it I've, on I've, the... Yeah, it's it's one of those shows where you're like, you've got to be kidding, and you're like, oh, that's the most popular show on TV. I mean, it it's, is. It's unbelievable, yeah. Um, I only see it on The Soup with Joe McHale right. when he makes fun of it because it's just not my, it's not my kind of show. But I don't really understand why... why I suppose because it's a big show that the guy at GQ wants to interview him. Because I just... If I, if I were Phil Robertson, which I'm not because I don't even know how to hunt... But if GQ called me and said, you want to do an interview, I'd go, fuck no, I don't want to do an interview with GQ. Yeah, but I mean, that's because you've been in you know the business for a while. But if well, you're, you're like a hillbilly gutter swamp, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you and your brethren good... get get uh, famous. Yeah, yeah, you're going to do everything. You and your brethren. I mean, look at this guy. He's, this this guy's he's it's unbelievable, this, this country. I think it's funny that people are in uproar about, you yeah. know. I mean, I will say this. I think it's going to be a lot easier to stop watching Duck Dynasty than it was to stop eating a Chick-fil-A. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, that's true. I have no problem going on a boycott there. That's a good but, point. But uh, it's just so funny. Like, can you believe the 70-year-old Bible-thumping redneck who whittles duck whistles in Alabama is not a fan of gays? Thank you. The man doesn't even drink mimosas. I mean, this guy's an animal. It's just it's ridiculous. And he lived in uh, Louisiana for 60 years. That's and never he... saw a black person mistreated. Well, he maybe never did. Well, because you got to define mistreat. But here's what I here's what I was thinking about. In Louisiana, we about, they got very different uh, bars for mistreating black we, people. We were talking about this yesterday, so I, I I had to think about this because I agreed with you. Well, maybe maybe you didn't. Uh, but then I had to think. Well, then he had to be fucking blind. <laughs> He has to be oh, also maybe. blind. He, he never saw a black person mistreated. Maybe he never in saw Louisiana. a married black person. 
<laughs> or maybe he was like, yeah, I never saw a black person mistreated because I, I live exclusively with white people and uh, Go near black I'm deep people. in my duck compound and uh, <laughs> yeah. no black people come around. Well, he said he worked maybe, in the cotton fields with black people. Maybe, Alex. maybe he just didn't know any better. That, the, what mistreatment was? Yeah, or mistreatment of, you know, he just maybe thought all black people would just get treated one way. Who knows? Uh, it may be. That's not uh, that's not for her, by the way, Mom. I, I can't. <laughs> believe Alex basic. just walked like in with a gigantic half gallon of Jose Cuervo, oh, and and I'm just wondering, is that for me? No. Oh, <laughs> you got, your shirt's weird because it it uh, it's got like a Santa Claus body, but it only goes down to your navel, so it looks like you you have like a little weird short. <laughs> Short Santa, like this sort of hanging around your neck, bonded onto you. <laughs> <laughs> like like you got like you like you like a Siamese twin with like little Santa legs hanging off. That's uh, what I'm going for. I like it. <laughs> Uh, I should have worn my dreidel costume. I didn't know we were going so thematically. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that I did voiceover? Um, somebody, uh, the guy who drove me to the club in the car oh, told okay. me about it for some reason. Because um, He actually knew a lot about you. It was kind of weird, actually. Really? He knew a lot about you, yeah. People do. Because Cy Amundsen was asking about he wanted He wanted to know when you were coming in, but then he had to go back to L.A. I guess he was, he was in town for the holidays, but he had to go back to L.A. on a, some emergency thing. I don't know. But he was asking about you. Oh, nice. So when's he going to come in? So we told him. So he was going to come in tonight, but he's not back, is he? But he said he wouldn't uh, be back tonight. Yeah. That's and to bad. apologize to you. Well, I'm here, and you're welcome. <laughs> Alex and uh, I like Scott. your French braid, by the way. You look very Swedish for Thank a you. French braid. Thank Mo, you. you would love That's the what I get a lot when, whenever I do this to my hair. It's like, you look so Swedish. You look German. Uh, I do? <laughs> no. I don't know. <laughs> Something. When Sai's here talking and Alex is here, these two, they argue. It's just unbelievable. No, he just doesn't shut up ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, we get go. it, you're loud. <laughs> we get it, get you're it. loud. I get it. So I, I did find your, your, you didn't talk a lot about it, but your life uh, was pretty interesting as a child. You grew up in somewhere in Northern California. Yeah, a uh, town called Boonville, Boonville. in uh, Mendocino County. Mendocino. Yeah. <laughs> And your your first name is actually Indian. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, Eastern Indian. Eastern Indian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was an accident, actually. The true story is uh, my, my parents were looking through the New Age Baby name book <laughs> in uh, Berkeley, California. <laughs> oh, yes. And uh, <laughs> they, my dad book. was too Jewish to buy the book. He, so, <laughs> this is true. So he just went in there to write down the names he liked. And he was probably nervous or whatever that he'd get caught. And he, and he wrote down Mohan, which he thought was in the Hebrew section. And then later on at my breast, the rabbi was like, there's no way that is a Hebrew name. And they went back and looked, and he had accidentally gotten to the Hindu section. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, Mohan. So uh, what I like to think is if your naming is an accident, there's not much doubt about your conception, you know? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of loose ends. It's a nice name, the Mohan is a no, nice I did, name. I went with it until I was a junior in college, and then for some reason I switched it. Is that, is that uh, actually the uh, – Kind of the abbreviated version of Mohandas as for well, Gandhi. It's or, interesting because when I was growing up, my parents told me that, and they were like, "That is what you're named after Gandhi." And then I heard this story. I'm like, "Well, that story definitely doesn't go with this story because there's no way <laughs> yeah. you thought Gandhi was Jewish." So no. uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think it is. But I know it's a very popular name in India. So if I go yeah, there, we talked about Andy. We well, got to take a break here. So whenever you're ready to go. What are you doing? Which, you're wandering what I mean around, by that is, touching things. We've got to take a break, so sit down and 
Calm down. Adjusting. Why don't you chillax? Exactly. Yeah, Andy. Acting like an engineer. We'll be right back more with Tom Bernard Show with really Mo Mandel. He is at uh, Acme all week, well, tonight and tomorrow night. I was going to say all weekend long, but it is Friday. Tonight, tomorrow night. Two shows each. Two shows each, 8 and 10.30. Be right back right after this. But in it, where is Andy now? He's down. Well, there you are. Working on something. What are, you, are you texting again, Mo? Well, I got I got uh, friends coming to the show tonight, so I'm trying to. He's let very them busy know. and very popular. Just not to, that popular. Just but, tell them to come up here if they show get here early. To the show and they're, they're, well, they're big fans of the podcast, and they're asking me how it's going. They want me to live. You're lying. <laughs> I might be. Yeah. <laughs> it was really hard to tell. It was really hard I, I, to tell. Actually, I don't know. They might be. I didn't. I didn't actually bring it up. That's hilarious. So you, your friends are from. He here. definitely knew who you were. Yeah, I didn't even he, uh, bring it he's up. from Thanks. here. He's uh, is a, is a, a lawyer in town. His name's Ron. Okay. Oh, Ron. Ron Garber. Yeah, Ron, Ron Garber. One thing about they definitely know who you are. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. Yeah. I have a lot of people <laughs> yeah. coming up to me after the show last night. Uh, I don't know why they couldn't have just said great job, but they had to be like, this was so good. We got free tickets, so we didn't know what to expect. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, why don't you just that. say good job? Yeah, good job would have been fine. Yeah, Just yeah, leave it yeah. at that. Uh, we thought it was going to suck, but it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Not half bad, actually. So, no, Mo, you're doing, uh, you're doing uh, voiceover, you're doing some acting. Yeah, yeah, I do some writing. i got a couple writing. of pilots in development right now that I'm writing. I want to yeah. hear about your pilots. Okay. You know, the thing about pilots, and it, it didn't used to be this way. Well, I, I guess it's been a while now, but... Unfortunately, producing a pilot costs a goddamn fortune oh, now. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, how much is a pilot now? A couple of million dollars or something? Yeah, I did one for NBC that was uh, $3 million. $3 million bucks. There yeah. you go. Holy I mean, how mackerel. You, how and then they with, picked it up. We shot eight episodes, and they aired four, and then they canceled the whole thing. Because it was like, how much money did they spend on that? It's like, crazy. I know. It's just, it is an amazing thing. What, yeah. show, what show was that? It was called, uh, another big voiceover guy was on it. Hank Azaria was on it. Lo- oh, yeah, we talked about it, matter of fact. Yeah, I, yeah, we watched, yeah, 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 because yeah. I watched it. Yeah. There was only four episodes. I thought there were six. Yeah, we shot eight, and they, they aired four. But they're all on Hulu. Hey, small residual checks. <laughs> but, uh, I thought they aired six of them, but it was only four. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they aired them out here. I don't know. But, uh, Hank Azaria is tremendous. Dude. Yeah, he's incredible. I loved, uh, what was it, Huff? What was the name of it? I think it was. Was yeah. it Huff? Yeah. With, oh, uh, Huff, yeah, yeah. Great show. Yeah. Great show. That was awesome. With uh, Oliver Platt was in it, and um, oh, that very pretty woman, what's her name? Paget Brewster. That's a good-looking woman right Oh, there. really? She was on it? Yeah, she was his wife. Isn't she on that show, like, Cold Case or something like that? Uh, she was on uh, Criminal Minds. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, what but it was. then she... Let me ask you a question. Mm. As an actor. Yeah. Why can't Mandy Patinkin keep a job? The guy's on for like two years and then he just leaves. What do you mean? He's not. I, you don't think he'll come back next year? Yeah, on Homeland. I, I wish they wouldn't have come back this year. I mean, I this is what I show. tweeted after the final episode this year. Well, that was a good series finale because we haven't seen it yet. Oh, no, well, we've right. got one more. We have one more. We've, we've been saving them, but because really it, it wasn't a very good year. season. It sucked. It's it that show's over. You know, it is. It's over. the weird. I don't like any characters on that show. I like the show, there but I go. can't stand Carrie. I can't stand Manny <laughs> Patinkin. He's just he just reminds me of every Jewish doctor I've ever been to. <laughs> And he just does this annoying, this, this like, I like to do this just to annoy my girlfriend when we watch it. I'll just keep quoting the thing he said at the beginning. That was eight years ago. No one, everyone missed something that day. 
That's just when he talks in the beginning about 9-11. Everyone missed something. Not <laughs> I just don't really open my mouth. But I got a big beard. Okay. Yeah. You can't tell if I'm a good actor or not because I really never do anything. He does. It's, it's like, true. is he a good actor or not? I don't know. He's I had one, one emotion that whole series is sort of like, I'm kind of a little tense. I don't know. I'm Jewish. I mean, it's, just, it's brutal. And we hate Brody's kid. The daughter's kid. awful. Oh, we the hate daughter's her. terrible. The hate daughter was really great looking the first oh, yeah. season. I liked her. I like Brody. I, I, I like I was, Brody. Yeah, Brody. And Brody's best friend. He was good. Now he's on the show Blacklist. Now he's on the Blacklist. Yeah. 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 That's another stupid show. I thought maybe they'd go off on him oh, somehow. Really? Like he was this is why I can't we, stand we with We cannot have a conversation You like the show this. Blacklist? I Here, love Blacklist. Every week. I've watched only watched three episodes. But all three of them, it was like, it was like, uh. Guys, I know something that you don't know. They're like, no way you do. Why would you know it? We're the FBI. And he's like, seriously, y'all. And they're like, oh, my God, he does know. Maybe that's why we have this whole stupid-ass series in the first place, because he's the guy who knows stuff. And then you tell me every criminal that he, he works with isn't like me like, hey, uh, other criminals, this dude is uh, a snitch. So why don't you get on that? And he's like, I don't have a cell phone. I don't have an email. But I can show up at a park bench, and a guy will deliver me a nuclear bomb. I was like, how is that possible? Oh, I think Spiver spy. See, you need to watch uh, some continuing parts of this yeah. series because <laughs> exactly what you suggested turns out to I be the case. It might be your daughter, your father, or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, well, that's the bad, the bad guys find the writers out haven't snitching. figured it out yet. So stay tuned for us to figure out. So what? what <laughs> do you watch any of the new comedies? Duck Dynasty, y'all. No, <laughs> <laughs> the new comedies are horrible. Are horrible. Horrible. Well, there's some we haven't seen, to be fair. Well, there's a couple. There was one good episode of The Miller so far, but the other four were horrendous. I yeah. thought that would be good. Not so good. I mean, yeah. it's so hard to watch network sitcoms. It is. It's just like, it is. All right, this week, everyone's going to fall apart. But by the end of the episode, they're going to all come back together. Stay tuned for next week. Well, it'll be the same thing every time. Like, why does it have to be like that? Why can't like why why can't it just be a little different? Like, why does every character have to love each other by the end? Like, well, that's annoying. That's the problem I had with New Girl because the first year everybody hated each other and it was wonderful, and now they all love one another and it sucks. Yeah, uh, do you remember a show called Seinfeld where no one gave a crap about anybody? (laughs) A bunch of horrible human beings. They're more fun to watch. Why I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, Curb. Always Sunny is great. Fabulous. Yeah, you know. I mean, Curb Your Enthusiasm, I don't think anything will ever top that. No. I love Cheryl Hines anyway, but that Suburgatory is horrendous. Ugh, so it's a bad. terrible I haven't really watched that one either. So I bad. mean, all the new, the, the dads is the one that really pissed me off because you got Giovanni Ribisi, you got Peter Riegert, you got uh, Martin Mull, you got, who else? There's a, uh, uh, Seth, Seth Green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. The writing is just They cast that show for like six months. Oh, I bet. And then they hired Seth Green and this other guy who's actually a really good actor. And then they just were like, you know what? Screw it. No, they didn't even hire Seth Green, I don't think. And then they just, screw it. We don't know what we're doing. But if we hire famous people who are like remotely famous, that will be enough. And that's what they do in TV all the time. Yeah, that is You go out for it and then they just offer to someone who's not really that famous. Mm -hmm. But they were on like Entourage and they assume that guy has Mm -hmm. a fan base. Like, dude. Michael J. Fox can't get people to watch him. So no. someone who right. was like remotely famous, I mean, the only guy who's been able to do it is Robin Williams. You have to be like, literally, yeah. you have to once been the most famous movie star on the planet for That's anyone true. to care that you're on a show anymore. Guys, speaking of voiceover, guys, you'll love, new to the business, you'll love this. The movie Aladdin came out. Yeah. And back in the day, there were, there were, there were it was just, it was a ridiculous, it was kind of like a voiceover Mensa thing that I found to be a pain in the ass because I'm not a, 
Like this morning, I was interviewed. I'm kind of getting off track here, but I was interviewing uh, you off track. Uh, John Oates because they were the Hall and Oates were just inducted in the Hall of Fame, and I hate halls of fame. The I hall hate that shit. of fame. H-A-U. I hate any Hall of Fame. I don't like them. Wait, which Hall of Fame were they induct? Rock and Roll? The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Why does it, I was just thinking today, why does it take them so long to induct people? I don't know. Kiss was just inducted. Yes. Really? Why did it take them that long? That's, like, that's that exactly weird. right. Well, we were Gene running Simmons the numbers. We were trying to see if they belonged. You know, we had well, two generations of people on it, and it's we decided to let them in. Gene Simmons is a prick. That's why. He is a, not a nice guy. Here. Really? I thought... I worked for... Well, speaking of voiceover, I did uh, all the voiceover for Family Jewels for one year and never got paid. Really? So that's the kind of guy he is. <laughs> so there you go. But anyway, what was I... You were going to say something about Aladdin, I think. Oh, yeah. Yes. So so we're doing this, this voiceover thing. And uh, we're just kind of sitting around. This guy comes in. And he's, you know, a lot of these guys do this. All They always talk like this, right? They're always, well, yes, this is how I talk at home, and this is how I'm talking to you right now. Well, that's not your real voice, asshole. I mean, you use it. <laughs> Oh, wait, we've been able to cuss this whole time? Fuck yes. yeah. Ah, yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Wasted this whole fucking show. Yeah, see, way to go. But he comes and he goes, have you seen this new show, uh, this Aladdin? I said, uh, yeah, I took the, we took our kids to see it. Uh, really good. He goes, you thought it was good? And I said, yeah, I thought it was really pretty good. You know, I thought it was really, really good. He goes, I would have been so much better than Robin Williams. <laughs> Like, are you out of your fucking oh, mind? My you, I would have been much better than Aladdin, than uh, Robin Williams and Aladdin. Yeah, sure you would have. I mean, yeah, but that's, that's what you'll get in the voiceover business. You'll get a lot of that shit. Did you punch him? I should have punched him. <laughs> did you punch him? I did set his mom's house on fire. Now, looking back, it was a bit a bit of a reaction. There's a lot of guys like well, that. Well, I'm not saying that would be better than James Spader on The Blacklist. I don't know. I just find <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a great actor. There's no doubt he about is. that. He I just find him. network TV just like kind of unwatchable. It's just like I, I love all the cable stuff, and, you know, even though they tend to stay on a little too long. Like Dexter is a good example of what No it was. question. Oh my God. Yeah. No that question. That show was like embarrassing by the end. It was. It was like, what the fuck is happening? I couldn't agree more. It, it, was, just, it was on like two seasons too long. Yeah. Well, this is, I like the, the one year was when John Lithgow was. He was great. I mean, yeah, he was obviously. I thought that was very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you liked Dexter, didn't you? You and, you and Alex watched Dexter for a while. Yes, yeah, you watched couple it more se- than yeah, I did. The last couple seasons. I, uh, you could, you could just turn on any season and be like. If I leave Deb, my dark passenger will take her over, and I will – Deb, I care about Harrison. Shut the fuck up and kill somebody. Those my kids the fuck about your voiceover. I get that you're allowed to show boobs, but do you have to always? I know. It got a little Dexter, bit. Dexter, I'm your sister, and I'm crying about everything. <laughs> what was it? Why did they write the script? Dexter kills someone. Deb cries hysterically and is like uh, flabbergasted. Then show continues. And the, and the first year I watched it, it was it was just it was sort of a fascinating premise. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yep. And then a couple and then seasons one, were really and then, good. Yeah. And, and then once you got yeah. past that, it was whatever. Yeah. yeah. I lost. Can I ask you a question here? Year two. Why are you doing all this maintenance? We're going to shut down for two weeks. He's trying to get the cameras yeah, the way he I don't wants want to do them. This after break, and I don't feel like doing anything. Yeah, but <laughs> you know we got to go to break again here in a second. You're not uh, available. Go to break whenever you want. No, I can't. Hey, it's not that far to the chair. You can't fire it. Let a me ball uh, try a uh, pilot okay. on you. It's treatment I'm working on right okay, now. Okay, okay. Treatment. Um, so this uh, television anchor man. Start as a television anchor man. Yeah, uh, former investigative reporter. He graduated from investigative reporting. 
where he had won uh, several national Emmys and uh, two George Foster Peabody's, which is the Pulitzer Prize of broadcast journalism. And uh, then it just gets kind of stupid. Television turns stupid. I know this is hard to uh, imagine. But it just turns stupid with uh, people uh, looking at car chases. And the B story is the guy turns bitter? Is that... uh... (laughs) Well, here's how bitter he turns. And then they dovetail together at the end. Here's how bitter he turns. He becomes an assassin, and he starts killing bad people. And he's a serial killer. Why does he do that? And then he reports on his own killings. Oh, so he's like Peter Parker, but he's a murderer. That's right. But then he's called in to, because no one can find out who's doing it, the cops can't figure out who's doing it, he's called in out of retirement to be the investigative reporter, and he has to investigate himself. Pretty good. You like that? That's excellent. (laughs) (laughs) That seems like a premise that you you could sustain for episodes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of episodes on that one. I just figured, so, I'm talking one act break or two. You could really just say, that's I, not a bad idea. You could sell that in the room. And they'd be like, well, you know, they would say, they'd say, oh, well, he was that guy. He must know all about how to write it. You know, like as soon as you say, oh, that's my story, like, ooh, we'll buy that shit. I just figured out why I don't like Anchorman. Oh, you mean the, the, I, movie, the movie, Anchorman? Because no, all Anchorman it, it's ever. It's because... They didn't make a movie about a radio guy who's a douche because everybody already knew it. <laughs> well, you know, so that's like anchor I, that's, that's that's some what, anchormen are respected. Radio guys yeah. are like, oh, that fuck, who didn't no, know that? Yeah, that well, that's what, I, that's what I write. So you're gonna well, find, it really is. You're right. going to find out in Anchorman that the anchormen are underinformed um, haircuts. Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot then, of I, then, I write, <laughs> then I write no harm there. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody presumes that. Well, anyway. Actually, I, wanted, I do want to ask you this. So when you were an investigative reporter, um, yep. did you actually like investigate and stuff? Like, And then you would actually be the one telling it on the news? Yes. And then report? Because I really wanted to be a journalist for a while there, like in the end of high school. And then I found out that like you don't really do anything if you're the one who's on. <laughs> and I'm not saying you didn't. I'm saying currently. Oh, like, you if you're yeah. like an anchor, you don't do shit. You know? like, That's true. And so I was like, well, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to be like true. underpaid in the background researching these things. Fact. I want to be like Lois Lane. Yeah. Yes. No, you're right. You're in right. That's so a, that's many ways. In so yes. many ways. The Superman <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you did that's it. exactly how oh, it okay. works. Uh, once you graduate to the anchor chair, they protect the anchors. And right. uh, most most people who move into the anchor chair these days have no background in reporting at all. They right. didn't come from the reporting ranks to anchoring. They just came oh, in because right. they were very handsome or very good looking. Right. Uh, and having uh, on the female side large breasts, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Uh, then, then they make it. Yeah. Um, but they don't have a background in in doing actual journalism. Okay. But uh, some of us back in the old days came up through those ranks, and yeah, we went out and uh, did the uh, surveillance and the gathering of the documents and the confrontation. Well, did cool. did you ever get smacked with a uh, bolt cutter? With a bolt cutter? Yeah. Oh, who did get hit in the head? No, Al, Al Austin. Al Austin. Al Austin. That's, that's right. He got hit in the head with a bolt cutter. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was investigating twelve stitches. Yeah. Bikes being stolen on the university campus, and he went up to the guy with uh. microphones and said something like, "Do you know what you're doing?" And the guy, clunk. Right <laughs> he was cutting the chain to steal the bike. <laughs> And, nice. and he jumped out of the potted palm and said, <laughs> excuse me, Al Austin, I team. Whack! <laughs> I remember guys talking about What did he expect? The guy to like, lean against the wall and his I hands don't up? know. We all, we all <laughs> chuckled over the fact that he thought he might be able to get an actual interview with a thief. <laughs> well, I don't know. That one guy could do it with pedophiles. How does he do it, that Chris Hansen guy? Oh, because he traps them. Yeah. Well, he pedophiles them. tend to be 
Talk creepy of? weirdos who are scared of everyone. Whereas Ooh. bike thieves tend to have bolt cutters. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about the cookies and milk. How about a plate of clips and an ice-cold glass of best of on this episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you, as always, by Brad John Bryant. Great clips this week from Jackie Cation, Steve Sharippa, and Mo Mandel. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we will not see you next week, but we will see you next year. You should be here with Merry me. Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas.